fans and welcome to episode 89 of Jeff Reads His Book. I am your host Jeff and today we are reading chapter 42 of Homecoming, a book I wrote in a month. So if you want to get in contact with me, head on over to jeffreadshisbook.com. Right there, there's three ways to contact me. Email, Twitter, and another one that's more obscure And it'll be super fun. We'll discuss our literary opinions and how great these books are, which they aren't. And if you're interested in these books uh, that I read on this podcast, you're insane. But you could also buy them at jeffreadsbook.com. There's three, there's two links, sorry. Uh, One is for Bringing Balance and the other is for Offworlder. Have to remember the names. (laughs) So go ahead and buy one of the prequels of the book we're reading today. Well, before we get started, I did want to go over some feedback. So I think, uh, let me think here. So I did get some feedback from Glenn, and now I'm trying to remember, if you've listened to the last episode, I had to re-record the introduction. I think I did go over some of Glenn's uh, Twitter. Did I go over his his Twitter feedback? Ah, Jesus, I don't know. Um let me see when that was. What questions was that from? Fucking phones. Why do they suck so bad? Twitter. Twitter should have a jingle, don't you think? All right. Now I'm just babbling. Uh, I did get some feedback, actually, uh, moments ago from the lovely Laura. Yes, she was listening to my podcast, which I did say was a bad choice, but she's way behind. And um, she was complimenting me on giving instructions on how to do a grenade burp. So if you remember that from an episode... Good for you. I don't. (laughs) I guess I stopped mid-episode to explain how to throw a grenade burp. Yeah, so. Mm. All right, all right. Let's see here. Okay, yes. uh, So I did get some. I don't think I answered these yet, so this is good times. Glenn sent his feedback in two different ways, huh? Um, Let me see what chapter this one's from. Boop, boop, boop. I'm asking if you've ever, like, broken a toe or something in this one, or broken a bone. Bad bruise. Um, doop, 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 doop. This is, this is exciting live podcast paperwork, huh? <laughs> Let me see. Awkward sunburn. We already got that one from Glenn. Uh, it's gotta be this episode. Episode 85. Um, I'm going to answer questions using every link you provide. Oh, very nice. So, all right. Let's start with his episode 86 discussion question answers, right? Uh, So in that episode, uh, I did ask, have you ever had a wooden crate? All right. And uh, Glenn says, wooden crate. I don't have one here. But when I was a kid, we used to go to this place where you got a got glass bottles of soda. And then you bought the brought the crate back with the empty bottles to get fresh ones. How come they don't do that anymore? I don't know. You're going to have to, if you have any questions about that, please direct your questions to the um, Dr. Pepper 7-Up group. Uh, is that still a company? I feel like it's like Dr. Pepper Snapple now or I don't know. I could have gone with an easy one, right? <laughs> just said the uh, PepsiCo or something. Oh, well, who gives a fuck? Mm. We used to do that with uh, milk. Like we'd have, but it wasn't a wood crate. It was metal. 
And there was a farm in town that actually milked cows when I was growing up as a kid. And uh, we'd go there. It was so stinky. Cows smell so bad. But we'd get like six quarts of milk and then uh, go home with it. It was fun. Then you bring the bottles back. Yay! Okay. Um, the second question was, are you good at hopping on one leg? Glenn does respond to this one. says, I'm the greatest at it in all the one-legged hopping competitions he's been in, which are zero. He said he's won them all. So he is undefeated. Very nice. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. And then let's go to email because, or not email. This was email. Let's go to Twitter because he promised to send me feedback on every platform that I allow. So, um, do, 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 do. Going to answer. All right. Uh, so he's uh, talking about like breaking a bone or like a bad bruise, I think. Is that from episode 87? Hmm. Yes, I guess so. Right? Um, so he says in this one, uh, let's see here. Uh, he does say, I'm going to answer questions using every link you provide. <laughs> so he says, I broke and dislocated my finger at the same time in the seventh grade. Finger was basically hanging off the side. Coach at softball practice. That's right. He was at softball practice. Uh, freaked out and told me to go home. I had to walk home. He got a talking to. Yes. I don't think if you're a kid at your practice gets hurt. I don't think you're allowed to just send them home. <laughs> mm. Like by themselves. Yeah, I mean, you call a parent. Yes. I, I, as I've said, like I do some soccer coaching and yeah, we've had injuries, including bad ones. And yeah, you have to call a parent or something or whatever. They get picked up by their parent. You don't just let them walk off. I do like high school stuff. So there's like an athletic trainer. So they can go see that lady too. And she, you know what tapes it up that's what she does with a lot of things but i mean it's sports that's what it needs to happen most of the time including with like a broken finger i guess you would just buddy tape it and wait till you got an x-ray right i don't know i don't know what i'm doing <laughs> okay uh that's all the feedback today if i miss some right into jeffreadsbook.com um let's see so oh so what i did want to talk about is we are in deep into it is november 8th okay and that means we are deep into National Novel Writing Month. So if you are writing a book, write into the show, jeffreadshisbook.com. And uh, tell me what you're writing about, because I, too, am writing a book, and we could be writing buddies. That's a thing on the NaNoWriMo website. Rimo? Am I supposed to say NaNoWriMo? Nobody's corrected me. Write into the show. All right, all right. I've said that too much. Okay. <laughs> so... What I'm trying to write, I am writing a book. We are go on this terrible book that I'm writing. Let's go. I got to go to my notes for this episode. Ooh, and exciting news, people. I'll need a new notepad next week. All right. So uh, what did I say? All right. Right now, it is November 8th. So I am like drastically behind. I'm at like 7,000 words. And I should be, by, as of today, uh, like 12,000 or something like that. It's not good. Not good. I think, yeah, eight, six, seven, eight. Maybe just over 10,000. I'm supposed to be just over 10,000. So I'm thousands of words behind. Because I had like a real bad start. And then fucking Friday, I basically wrote nothing to... Uh, this is very stressful. But I'm going to try to start managing my time better so I can write this goddamn book. Yes. So uh, what is there to say about it? So the book I'm writing, I decided to squeeze in the book where it goes in between Offworlder, 
right? Where Henry and Margot fall in love. Aww. And Bringing Balance, where Henry and Margot aren't in love, but they get back together again and re-fall in love. Aww. So it's in between those two. Yeah. So it's basically trying to tell why Henry uh, left, like why he's not there. So, I mean... It's okay, I guess. I, so one thing I am trying to do is kind of like keep the chapters exciting. I, I'm trying to avoid having them go to any meetings in the book. Um, I'm trying to keep dialogue maybe down a little bit, not too much. You know, that's what I like about their interactions. But uh, I'm trying to keep it a little bit more exciting. That's what I want to do. It should be more fun and exciting. You know, this book... It's, uh, these books are dull. I don't write good books. (laughs) And speaking of not writing good books, let's talk about what we're reading today. It's chapter 42. So it's 77 lines long. Uh, And basically in this chapter, if you'll recall, Henry stayed behind with Astrid while Margot and her father went looking for help. No, they went looking for somewhere to camp. I don't even think they went looking for help. (sighs) Wow. Wow. I am exhausted already. Okay, so uh, Margot got mad at her daddy and went back home to Henry. And uh, Henry beat the shit out of some escaped prisoners. So let's uh, talk about that. That's what's going on. So Margot in this one actually gets back to Henry and uh, not much happens. (laughs) So if that's not a teaser for this chapter, I don't know what is. So let's dive in to chapter 42. So for today's episode, I am sipping on that Old Jug Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Uh, I've been drinking this for a few freaking weeks now, I guess, huh? Um, I've bought, I guess, three bottles. So I think three weeks, three bottles, yeah. Uh, Very tasty bourbon, though. Uh, I really highly recommend it. Again, I love that it's sitting on the bottom shelf. The bottle looks so old school. Very tasty, though. Delicious. Delicious, I'd say. I haven't seen it at any other liquor stores before, though, so might be hard to find. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's uh, let's have a sip and read this garbage. Okay. Henry sat calmly on a rock next to Astrid's broken leg, keeping an eye on the unconscious men now lying about the area. He opted to keep an eye on the men rather than try to move Astrid. He knew he wouldn't get far with her anyway. Additionally, if he moved, Margot might not be able to find them. He hoped Margot had found somewhere to hide and camp for the evening. The fighting had taken the last of his energy, and he didn't like how Astrid's leg looked. They definitely couldn't make it to the main road. Even if they could, though, he had no idea what they would do at that point. From his seat... His rock, you mean? (laughs) He heard a whisper, Henry! Looking around, he couldn't see anyone. The whisper came again, this time louder, and in Margot's voice, Henry! That was Margot's whisper. (laughs) Okay. Margot, you're back! He exclaimed at normal volume. When he noticed her looking around at the unconscious, the unconscious, lying around the area, he said, We had some unwelcome guests. You know, if I knocked out, like, what, seven people? Um, I don't think I'd hang around. Even if I had a friend with a broken leg, I'd be like, all right, we gotta, we can't stay here. (laughs) Right? You gotta go somewhere else with that shit. Yeah. 
I guess, right? I mean, this is kind of stupid. Okay. Um, boop, 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 boop. Uh, oh, uh, we had some unwelcome guests. I can see that, Margo said, frowning. And how is our friend? I'm okay, thanks, Astrid said, waving from the ground. I just waved for the live studio audience. Ooh, this, this whiskey's hitting hard. Probably because it's 1230 in the afternoon. <laughs> mm. Mm. I don't think there's going to be a drinking break in this chapter. Like you guys care. All right. <laughs> um, oh, I thought you were asleep, Margot said apologetically. It's okay, Astrid said in an almost cheerful voice. I was just looking up at the stars. I hadn't seen them in a while. Where's your dad? <laughs> Margot sighed and said, I sent him off alone to get help. So he's coming back with help? Henry asked dubiously. I lost my place because I looked at my phone. Sorry, I'm fubbing my audience. <laughs> All right, let's get this. Ugh. <sighs> Where's your dad? He's coming back with help. I don't care, honestly, Margot said. I thought that maybe he was different now, but he's just the same person I remember. Henry just nodded in acknowledgement. He knew Margot's feelings about her family might have been confused over the last few days, and he doubted she wanted to talk about it. Especially in front of a stranger, Dick. He knew she would if she needed to, though. So, do you have a campsite for us? Henry asked, hopefully. I think if we just go back across the road and over that small hill, we'll probably be left alone for the night. We'll eat and spend some time splinting Astrid before we sleep in shifts, I guess, Margot said. They both helped Astrid up to her one good leg, and Henry saw her wince a few times as they started back towards the road, probably because her leg is just dangling and there's like bone fragments getting lodged into her muscle and stuff like that. Is that, um... Is that okay? Like, when you, like, fracture a bone bad, do they have to, like, go in and pick that shit out? I, I honestly don't know. And if they don't, does it, like, hurt when you're an old person? Uh, I'm not sure. I know that my knee hurts, and I'm old. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, what? Margo helped for... I should probably have actually advanced while I was ranting about how to fix a broken bone. I doubt very many doctors listen to this podcast. <laughs> Um, uh, let's see. Margo helped. Uh, okay. They both helped at Wangasar wins. Margo and Henry helped, helped form both sides. I think it's supposed to be from, and they covered ground quickly. Why couldn't they do, what's that thing where you do like, um, the seat somebody sits in where you like, uh, so you each put an arm around someone, then you reach your hands underneath and they can like sit in a chair almost that you form when it's two people carrying someone i probably should know this this is probably something i was taught like for first aid if somebody gets hurt <laughs> but okay well anyway there's some way to do that and that's what they should have done these two have clearly not taken a first aid course or if they did it was you know a year and a half ago like uh old jeff here mm -hmm. mm. all right where are we here? Boop, 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 boop. Wow, I'm doing so bad here. Okay. I'm going to have some bourbon because this is going poorly. What do you guys think of this podcast? Right into the show, jeffreadsbook.com. Mm. Okay. Margo and Henry helped form both sides and they covered ground quickly. Are you doing okay? Henry asked the injured woman. I'm fine, just hurts, she said in a cheery voice. 
I feel like she wasn't this cheery before. Well, whatever. Henry couldn't help laughing as the reach the road. <laughs> You're far too happy to have a broken leg and basically on the run from everyone, he joked. After, after crossing the road and cresting the gentle rise, ooh, good setting, Margot and Henry continued for a few moments until stopping near another small boulder upon which to rest Astrid's leg. How big is a boulder, do you think? I mean, I guess you could rest a leg on a large rock. Is that a boulder? I guess it's a boulder. I feel like a boulder is any rock I can't lift. And I can lift a big rock. I'm a, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm huge. The placed her on the ground after, oh God, I am real bad with they today. After Margot laid a blanket, pulled form nowhere. God damn, what was I doing here? Um, so in this sentence, placed her on the ground after Margot laid a blanket, pulled form now e here on the hard sandy ground. Margot produced a pillow and had to explain to Astrid how she kept pulling bedding out of apparently empty air. Margot gently probed Astrid's leg in the dark, trying to sort out what exactly was wrong inside. Uh, she broke a bone, dummy? Henry was relieved when she said, I don't think the bones are really out of place. I feel like earlier in the book we said they were. We should be able to give you a splint until we can get you to a proper healer. Margot sat staring at Astrid's lower leg while Henry looked on. She seemed lost in thought for a moment until she emitted a single O and reached into nothingness. Whoops. Reaching into nothingness, Margot pulled out two large wooden spoons and linen for wrapping. Because we all carry wooden spoons with us. I hope... Do you think they were, like, actual useful ones, or does she keep, like, decorative spoons? You know, like the big ones from, uh... uh Everybody Loves Raymond. I think they his mom had a big spoon on the wall. Why do I know that? I feel like that was, like, a plot point in an episode once. Is it okay to like that show? I like that show pretty good, pretty well. I mean, right? I don't know. I don't know. Like, I, I feel like uh, I always thought Home Improvement was okay, but now I get the vibe that, no, you weren't supposed to like it. And it might be because, well, I mean, it was a sitcom, so let's be honest. It's only so funny, you know what I mean? But uh, I feel like people don't like uh, Tim Allen's politics, I guess. Nah, I don't know. Whatever. He seems fine. I don't think he's... I don't know. I, I don't know enough about it. Who gives a shit? <laughs> Whatever. Okay. All I know is I do have a Tim Allen figurine riding on his jet-powered Binford uh, lawn tractor. Yeah. It sits on top of my computer. It's pretty badass. Also, with a uh, Micro Machines Apollo uh, command and... Um, service module. Yeah, that's cool, too. They don't separate, though, but you can pull them apart. They're not supposed to come apart, though. All right. Wow. What am I... Why am I talking about this? All right, let's... Uh, oh, screensaver! Okay, here we go. I feel like this episode is just all over the place. I'm, I'm feeling a little giddy. I think that's part of the problem. Um. Okay, so she got these fucking wooden spoons out. Uh, when she held up the spoons triumphantly, Henry laughed, saying, that'll work. Ha ha ha, it's so funny. Slowing and slowly and gently, Margot and Henry wrapped her lower leg 
and the two spoons until her whole lower leg was covered and effectively immobilized by kitchenware. I wouldn't walk on it, Margot warned, kneeling next to Astrid. What, are you going to just send her off now? I don't really know what I'm doing, but it should keep you safe for now. Thank you, she said. After a momentary pause, she added, for everything. Thank you for everything. And thank you, Henry said. You saved a lot of people today, destroying the weapon. Wait, Margot said loudly. You destroyed the weapon? I didn't know that. Yeah, she does elemental magic, and she was able to basically kick up a sandstorm in the room until it just eroded the weapon away into nothing, and the room began collapsing. And I'm just going to add here, killing like seven people, <laughs> Henry described. I was very impressed. Margot's head went back, and she said quietly, Farm mage. What? Henry asked. Margot laughed and looked at Astrid. My father called you a farm mage, and I didn't know why. I didn't know you did elemental magic. I guess that makes some sense. Astrid replied. Henry helped. He insisted we destroy the weapon first. I suppose he was right. Someone else would just find it and abuse it. Oh, Astrid, look at her being all, uh... Um, what's the word here? Um, you know, someone who does things for, like, noble reasons, even if it doesn't benefit them directly. Um, altruistic? Is that a good word? I'm going to say altruistic. Margot provided the trio with additional blankets, some fruits and cheeses, and a jug of what Henry thought might be the worst red wine ever fermented. It's probably like one of those bottled sangrias, am I right, folks? You know, what's, what's that, uh, the big-ass jugs you get at the grocery store? Hmm. I don't know what they're called. Could be, well, I don't think, it's a jug, so it's got to be one of those. It's like Russo, something Russo, I think, wines, yeah. Yeah. Look them up. They're fun. I, I remember my uh, dad had one, like the super big one, I guess, that you'd buy for a Christmas party with, I don't know, white trash at it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. Uh, I don't think we were that white trashy, but we did have that giant wine, bo wine bottle. But it was from before I was born or somewhere thereabouts because my dad kept pennies in it and it was completely full of pennies. I mean, he probably still has the fucking thing full of pennies. <laughs> what the hell am I talking about? Oh, bad jug of wine. My bad. Okay. Uh, all three sat, or lay in Astrid's case, in the dim moonlight for a few more hours before they nodded off to sleep one by one, all three forgetting their plan to sleep in shifts. And that ends chapter 42. I feel like my dad's going to be mad if he listens to this episode. If I was, like, implying we or they, my parents, were trashy in some way. That's not fair. I mean, I think, what I what should I say here? My mom probably does have a history of drinking trashy wines. I, I think she went through, like, an Arbor Mist phase. Uh, she went through, like, um, you know, while I've known her. She did go back to those jugs of sangria for a while. That was disgusting. Um... Uh, for the most part, though, she, you know, sticks to, like, the white wines and all that crap. Lately, at least. You know, lately. Whatever. She can always turn back, you know. But, uh, and I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, I think we're all, you know, we got some, like, trashiness in any, you know, 
all sorts of different ways, right? Like, uh, I mean, for sure, I would say this year, for sure, uh, my house here, like, you know, in beautiful Ohio, did look a little trashy. So, like, uh, we had some, like, bushes removed and a tree in our front yard, and uh, so... I redid the garden, and we had, like, these giant fucking annoying bushes that didn't grow right, and they looked kind of shitty, right in front of our, like, the front of our house. So right in front of the big window in the front of our house. And um, so we had them removed, and there were, like, some evergreens and some boxwoods, and yeah, it looked like garbage, which in itself was bad. And then what I did was uh, there was a, uh, what do you call it, like... Um, you know, those decorative stones you do to, like, edge gardens. I had some of those in front of it, and it didn't look good either. So when I had the bushes removed, I said, well, we're not doing this again. So I took those out of the ground, and I bought some new ones, like, uh, much more subtle. I like these ones, but I moved it, like, three or four feet closer to the house, right? Because I was sick of how much gardening and, like, having to plant flowers every year and all that bullshit. You know, it was a big pain in the ass. So I moved it closer to the house, but uh, what do I want to say here? So I had the, all these bricks that were previously in the ground. So I stack, we have an apple tree in our front yard. I stacked them up next to the apple tree and they sat there for a solid year, maybe a year and a half. <laughs> so there was just a stack of bricks in my front yard. That looked nice. <laughs> um... That's always classy when you do that. Uh, what else do we have here? Um, you can see our garbage cans from the road. I guess that's not cool. I, actually, I think it's illegal where I live, which is a stupid law, because where the fuck am I going to put the garbage cans, huh? Tell me that. Right into the show, city of... Uh, should I say my city? Eh, maybe not. Who gives a fuck? But where am I supposed to put these garbage cans? Um, what else is trashy about my house? Well... It, there's other trashy things I do, like try to fix my own roof and stuff like that, you know. And we have some, like, siding that needs replacement that's kind of cracked all over the place. It doesn't look good. But, uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I have that stance of, like, thinking that I, I need to maintain everything in my house because I am... Well, first, I don't like to call people. I don't like to talk to anyone ever, basically. I mean, ever, you know. <laughs> I don't want to talk to people, so I try to, like, maintain the house as best I can myself. Yeah, and, uh, you know, for the most part, I can do it, but there's things that I can't do. And uh, sometimes some of those I try to do it anyway, and that's usually not a good plan. <laughs> so, I don't know. I can't think of some other thing. Like, oh, when I was still driving my Saturn, we did look trashy, especially when I'd, like, uh, you know, get it up on the car jacks in the driveway to try to get underneath to change the oil or fix the brakes or something. I'm sure the rest of the neighborhood was like, oh, what the hell's wrong with this guy? I remember one time I was changing the oil on my Saturn. You know, at this point, the car would, would have been like 16 years old. <laughs> and uh, fucking great car. Stick shift. Loved it. And uh, so I couldn't... The last oil change, when I would have to take it in for, like, wicked expensive service, because, you know, it was built by General Motors, so it had all these, like, shitty cheap parts on it. I mean, it was an economy car, too. But uh, I'd be like, just change the oil. You have it, just change the fucking oil. But the fucking mechanic would... He'd use, like, uh, the non-fram oil filter, so it didn't have, like, the grip on it. And then he would tighten it so 
goddamn tight. You could not get it off. So one way I read to take it off was you'd take a, a screwdriver and you literally hammer it through the oil filter and then crank the screwdriver until you can break it free. So I did that. And then I got under the car to unscrew it the rest of the way. And, you know, I took the screwdriver off and I reached up there and tried to turn it with my bare hand and sliced my, like, right index finger or left index finger, I think, wide open. Just fucking sliced it open. It was so bad, just gushing blood. And I went upstairs and tried to clean it with alcohol. And it was a mess. Lars at work at this point, mind you. It's like a Tuesday. And uh, so... I cover up, I'm like, okay, I got, I was like, okay, can I bandage this? It was just so much blood. I'm like, I have to go somewhere. I cannot deal with this. This is, there's too much blood. But at this point, the car doesn't have an oil filter. So I had to finish the oil change before I could drive to urgent care (laughs) to get stitches. So like uh, I wrapped my hand in gobs of gauze and taped it up because I have a lot of gauze at home because I'm a klutz and I hurt myself constantly. I wrap it up, things still gushing blood, whatever. I make it nice and tight. I go back to the garage. I finish removing the oil filter, putting oil in the car. The thing is bright red at this point. I'm like, ah, so bad. Finally get the oil change. I drive to urgent care, right? I go in. I sit on I slice my finger open. They're like, okay, it's 50 bucks for your copay. I'm like, what the fuck is this? That trip cost me like $250, by the way. What the fuck? Anyway, um, so then I finally get taken back. Doctor says, yeah, this is bad. Not that bad. We don't do stitches anymore. We're just going to... So he left my hand in like this tub of hydrogen peroxide. And then he uh, glued my finger back together. And he said, I'm going to send the nurse in. She's going to give you a little brace to keep it stationary and then tape it up. And the nurse that comes in is my freaking neighbor. (laughs) The lady who lives right next to me, and she's like, I thought it was you when I saw you come in. She's like, what did you do to your finger? And I have to explain to her that I sliced it open, changing my own oil, and I'm like, these people probably already think that, who is this person I live next to? (laughs) I'm sure they also didn't appreciate that, like, I have an empty propane tank on my patio. Yep, that's a little trashy, I suppose. I don't know. I I don't keep impeccable care of my lawn. That might be part of, you know, what keeps my house looking a little trashy, too. You know, I live in a... I guess guess you'd call this an upscale suburb of Cleveland. But, I mean, my house isn't like a McMansion or anything like that. It was built in the 50s. It's an old house, you know? But uh, a lot of the lawns around here... Very, very nice. And there's like a a country club that abuts the neighborhood. Not my house. God, no. But some of those houses get really fucking fancy. But mine's not a fancy home. But sometimes my lawn does look a little sad next to the neighbor's lawns. Luckily, luckily, the neighbor on the other side also does not like uh, have their lawn landscaped. So... I just have to look at least as good as them, and then we're fine. (laughs) Uh, What was I—so, okay, I guess it all just goes back to if I called my parents trashy, what I was more implying is we're all a little bit trashy, aren't we? Come on. Come on. We all have that trashy thing. That would be a good discussion question. I didn't put it in here, but I think we'll put it in here, right? Okay. And why don't we get to some of those— discussion questions and let's hurry it up because i gotta fucking write a book all right question one all right we talked about the bad red wine that henry had to drink 
What is the worst red wine you've ever tasted, huh? How about that? How about that? Okay. I have got to say, I was complaining about those jugs of whatever that Russo wine is or something like that. I think it's like Russo. That counts. That's it. That's the worst red wine I've ever had. <laughs> I mean, maybe not. Maybe not. Let me let me backtrack a little bit. There is a winery by our house. Uh, it's called John Christ Winery. Um, it's in Avon Lake, Ohio, I believe. Terrible. Yeah. Everything we've tried there is fucking god-awful. <laughs> now, they don't even grow their own grapes anymore. I think they used to, but they're surrounded by, like, a golf course, so... Clearly, they sold their vineyards to build a golf course, which sucks. There is like a, there, so there is a winery I've mentioned, Beyerhaus, Klingshern, top notch. Yeah, we like them. They're very good. We went there yesterday. We, uh, lo- the lovely Laura and I shared a bottle of uh, Chamberson outside. If you don't know what Chamberson is, it's a basically a red grape that, you know, it makes dry wines, you know, like a Cabernet or something like that. But it's native to America. It's very good. It's a good grape. It's relatively new and all that shit, but it's delicious. It survives winters. I think that's why people plant it. But delicious wine. We go there a lot. John Christ, I've had it twice in my life. Fucking god-awful. And that said, like, I enjoy a nice wine made out of, like, Concord grapes, which is exceptionally common in Ohio. You know, if you don't know what a Concord grape is, it's what Welch's grape juice is made out of. But I've had wine made out of Concord grapes. I enjoy it. I've had it a few times. I like it. It's a sweet, 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 like crazy sweet wine. But it's good. I mean, I like Laura does not like it. The lovely Laura is, you know, dry wine all the way. But I enjoy it, which I guess is another sign that I'm a little trashy, but it's delicious. This John, even the fucking Concord they had there, I was like... This sucks. <laughs> Just sucked. I don't know. I don't know what the hell's wrong with them. Yeah. Yeah. So what's the, I, I would say that and that fucking mass marketed jug of wine that's like, you know, one and a half liters and it costs seven dollars. <laughs> that one's bad. I don't know. I, it's just bad. Ugh. Yeah. My mom liked it and I was like, I'll drink it. But Jesus Christ. This is terrible. Yeah. What's your worst red wine? Huh? Okay. Question that might be very specific. So if you have trouble answering it, um, tough luck. How about that? <laughs> okay. Question two. All right. So Margo is trying to diagnose Astrid as a non-medical professional, which would be the equivalent of the lovely Lara determining that I had torn my ACL in 2015. <laughs> so, so she's like poking at her leg to see if the bone's broken. All right, so question two is poking at a leg of somebody who probably just broke a bone a bad thing to do? I feel like it might be. Like, do you, can you grab like a right below the knee and then right at the ankle and try to wiggle it? <laughs> is that something you shouldn't do too? I feel like that's going to like make just splinters of bone just get lodged all over the place. It seems like a real bad idea. What do you do as a doctor? If you got any, if you're a doctor, write into the show, jeffreadsisbook.com. I'm sure there's none of you, though. We already went over this, didn't we? I don't know if you're allowed to do that. Eh, whatever. Um, question three. Eh, this is more just write into the show if you can think of some examples of, like, I don't think it's a question, but just some of the, like, trashy things you do, huh? Come on. Yeah, you know you have some, right? Come on. What What's something trashy you do? Like, uh... Let me think, let me think of the trashiest thing that I've done. Um, uh, this is tough because Laura is, uh, you know, 
she does get mad at some of the stuff I do around the house. <laughs> you know what I mean? But um, it's a tough call. Maybe I'll have to get back to you guys, too. Huh. Laura always said the trashiest thing that I would do, because it happened regularly, was before we had these big motherfucking recycling bins, which I've already bitched about, because you can see them from the road on my house, which makes it trashy and illegal. But Laura would hate when I would put the uh, 30-pack of Genesee cream ale just sitting next to the recycling bin so everybody could see that her husband drank a 30-pack of Genesee cream ale. (laughs) She was never a fan of that. (laughs) I think anything that I would do outside that I did myself was like, what's wrong with this guy? You know what I mean? But, eh, you know. A lot of my solutions to that kind of stuff always seemed a little trashy, but I mean, it's just I'm cheap. What do you want from me, people? Yeah. Is that the same thing, like being cheap and being trashy? Maybe I'm just really handy. I think that might be it, too. I did renovate our um, basement studio here, and it is pretty much glorious. I mean, the walls, they're painted and they look nice, but if you get close to them, they suck. But who cares, right? And I laid a fucking, like... 600 square feet of stick-on vinyl flooring. Yeah, do you know how hard that is? It's a big pain in the ass, but I'm going to say I'm a little bit handy, at least. And I do electrical work. I mean, if you're scared of doing electrical work in your home, it's not hard, but why am I talking about this? Fuck. Okay. All right. Yeah. So anyway, that about wraps it up. Uh, Yeah, uh, today, I think... I have some time this afternoon. There's no NFL football in Cleveland today, so I'm going to try to... I don't know, rattle off 2,000 words. That would be nice if I could do that. Two or 3,000 would be just ideal. 3,000 seems like I'm not going to get to it. If I could do 2,500 a day for the rest of this, that would work. And I'm hitting, like, some exciting spots in the book right now. Uh, Henry's been in, like, just two fights so far. Two actual, like, magical fights. That's pretty exciting. Um, But we're going to try to keep that pace up. Honestly, though, Margot has been like a wet noodle. She was part of one of the fights. She did attack some people, and that was cool. Uh, she, you know, we might have to label her an arsonist. That's a uh, teaser for the new book, people. Huh? Ooh. Anyway, uh, I got to get to that. The lovely Laura and I are going to have lunch. We have some leftover takeout that we had yesterday. And uh, that's about it. So I guess that wraps up the show. I'm going to finish this bourbon. I made some coffee to drink, too. So until next time, keep on reading.